The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Frank. Can we all do our best evil laugh? I don't even have one. I can do it. Do it, Frankie. Oh, I'm lightheaded. That was now. awesome. Welcome to Pottercast number something. Hello, I think we're at 295? Three? Four? Six? 293. <laughs> hey, how about this, guys? Let's hit 300 for Boston. Oh, that would be quite a challenge, but. Not so I much. Think we could. How Let's many do weeks away is that? Like, it's about eight weeks. Oh my god. We get six Pottercasts out in eight weeks. Before you know it. We're going to have a live Pottercast from Dallas. So that's one. That's one. We have one in the yes. already. So that's three. Yes. We'll get it done. What? How are we going to Pottercast from Dallas? I don't, I think well, Frankie you guys and I are, are not. not going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> it's I was actually, like, I was like it's, oh. It's just me, we'll guys. Have, yes, this is I'll, I'll happily I sit on, on Skype or whatever we need to do. Y'all, we tried that last time and it was messy. So it's just That's me. True. Oh, I wasn't good on Skype? Ouch. You were great. It was just the linking of the audio. Uh, Mike from Potterless is going to join me. We're going to oh, do. Oh, fine. Go ahead and upgrade us with Mike from Potterless. No one. Here. No one. Trade us in for. No the newer one model is you guys ever. ever. Mm-hmm. He's a funny guy. It's, yeah, it is. Can he draw too? Well, it's like, well can he y'all draw? didn't leave your day jobs to come to LeakyCon Dallas. What do you want me to tell you? I know. Well, I mean, who told you to have like three or four leaky cons a year now only two <laughs> <laughs> i heard there was another one. Oh, that's right <laughs> we're gonna be in portland hey portland pacific northwestern people when? come in the second week of september we're going to do a mini a mini leaky con inside rose city comic-con isn't that cool that's when pretty darn this? cool it's september the second weekend of september frankie you have to come i can totally come <gasps> i think it's my Frankie, coast. Can I get down there? Don't even tempt us. We're going to put you on panels. We're going to put you to work. That's how it works around here. Uh, well, oh, I Frankie, mean, you should have shown up last minute. I Wait, I need to see if I can even go with work, but I probably... Oh, well, that would September, be pretty cool. Second weekend of September. Go to leakycom.com for all the info, uh, I think. <laughs> Probably by then, sure. Guys, why not? A lot's going on. There's just a lot. So yeah, there's LeakyCon Dallas, which is happening before you listen to this. There is LeakyCon Boston, <laughs> which is happening after you listen to this, and you should come. There are still lots of tickets available, even though it's pretty full. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there is LeakyCon Rose City Comic Con, LeakyCon at Rose City Comic Con, which is the second weekend of September. And then we are soon announcing one of the two LeakyCons that will be happening next year. Two. We're doing two again because it worked this year. People seem to want to go. Oh my gosh. I'm only aware of one of them. People seem to like this. 
So are they both in the United States? Can you tell us that much? They are both in the United States. <laughs> I think Sweet. it's going to be a while before we rush out of the country again. <laughs> Doing events out of the, out of your country is just hard. You need to do one in like uh, where's where's the like the uh, the Harry Potter park in Asia? Is it Japan? I think so. China. Yes. Oh, I want to go to that one. Br- 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 I think says it's, in, it's Japan. in Japan. Yeah, we need to go to that one and have a leaky kind there. Oh my god. That'd Everybody cool. loves Brazil. Oh, yes. In Brazil, uh, the location of the new Fantastic Beasts movie. That's right. Oh, Brazil, if rumors yeah. are to be believed. Yeah. I have two friends moving back to Brazil on Friday. Oh, what? And they're some of the most beautiful people you can ever lay your eyes on. I believe that. <laughs> I yeah. Totally inside believe and out. That. They're just like such sweethearts. And you're like, how are you this talented and this good looking? It is not fair. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, we are going to be in Dallas. Uh, lots of lots of LeakyCon happening. I wish you guys were going to be there, but let's try and get to 300 for Boston. Okay. I think that's doable. Yeah. All right. So what is happening on this here old podcast? Oh, well, this here old podcast, we're going to go take it to Sue with the news, and then <laughs> oh. we're going to be right... <laughs> you just keep doing this, and you're just inviting <laughs> chaos. I love it. John's a uh, chaos agent. I, yeah, I, I'm all for it. We're going to, uh, you know, get back from that. And we're going to go take another chapter of uh, everybody's favorite uh, first novel of the uh, Harry Potter books. Uh, I think we're up to chapter seven. Oh, no, we're not. We've only no. done like two of them. I mean, no, we're, nonsense. Remember, we're not doing it. Doesn't it, matter. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right. We're not in order, but we're doing it. We're doing a chapter. It's going to be great. And uh, then we got uh, a little modcast, right? We're doing the modcast. The mischief, the mischief segment. The mischief corner. Yes. Mischief something. And then we're gonna probably uh, talk about nonsense in the wrap up, and then maybe a little uh, extra for the Patreon feed. If uh, you know you want to support us on Patreon.com/slash/podcast, we do just a little bit more, a little extra podcast over there too. Where we are sorting yes, we random do. other fictional characters. We probably, are. I think. It's so much fun. Yeah. Do you know that we, we took two things from Pottercast for the His Dark Materials podcast I'm doing? Uh-huh. Uh, we took sorting. So at the beginning of each episode, we are sorting a character. Ugh. Is there sorting Jealous in the that. universe? Well, settling. a sort of have what your demon is, is like your version of sorting. So You're calling that. it it's the settling? No, it's just sort, we're doing Hogwarts houses. Oh. Because we know characters, demons, like you know what their demons oh, are. Oh, you're sorting them into Hogwarts houses. We're sorting them into oh, Hogwarts houses and possibly Game of Thrones don't. houses and stuff. And then we're going to start doing counting conundrums. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Just ripping off Pottercast. I feel so left out because I, I haven't uh, read a single read book. Them. Go read them, John. You'll love them so much. John, they are great. Please. like uh, I no. love them. I know. I feel like this is where I am now, like when you guys were trying to tell me to watch Game of Thrones. And then, like, I sat there in a month yeah, and watched all of be, them. But now just in time for everybody to hate it again because <laughs> they were PO'd about the finale. No, but now you can be ahead of it because the BBC series is coming. Like, <laughs> like the fandom's no fun anymore because nobody is happy with the oh, damn show. Oh, that's so observant. I'm so Are sorry. Are you kidding? We just had Con of Thrones and it was amazing. Honestly, look in the hashtag for Con of Thrones, which happened way after the finale. I did hear it went really well. It yeah. was so good. Everybody had a great time. People were so positive. Nikolai Kostar Waldell was a 
wonderful gentleman, fantastic person. He, was coming. Was that he came. He was fantastic. He, what a good guy. And he, he just had a lot of fun stories. Jerome Flynn had a lot of great stories. And people just wore this amazing cosplay. And it, listen, negativity happens and it goes away. And then you remember why you <laughs> loved the thing. And That's that is a true. lesson we should take forward with us into this wild world of where we are with Harry Potter now. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, it is okay to acknowledge when something is disappointing. But that's the thing about fandom. You acknowledge it, and then you then you go back to the things that you love. Yeah. And you discuss it like a fan, and discuss it with love and criticism, because that's only people who love something can criticize things right, I feel. Mm, yeah. maybe, that's, maybe that's not true, but that's... Or at least have a love for story. You know, in general, and yes. so that's why if they criticize something, if they don't like it, at least I hope it's in, it's in like, uh, it's in hopes of something rather than just destroying something. Or how about like, just the best type of criticism comes from people who love the thing. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. Like we do with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I won't pull punches when I think something fails. I think a fourth movie was atrocious. Oh, but Mad Eye Moody, it was so oh, well man. put together. I thought. But then at the same time, they do things that I think are better in the book than the books. So you didn't even hear John troll you. I did. I just it just rolled he right just off. chose yeah. to ignore Mad me. Eye Moody. Somebody's done some growing. Mad Eye mm. Moody is that well, I I hate it so much growing. in the movies that like I just it makes me not like him in the books and that makes me sad. Oh, yeah. don't do that. I know. I know it's stupid. I don't want to feel this way. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was negligent casting. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Uh, what's, what's we're gonna have some news with Emma. All right, Emma, take it away, Emma. Emma. And now we turn to regular contributor for an update on how the new Wizarding Order is affecting the Muggle world. Okay, welcome to Pottercast something or other. We've decided to stop numbering them because we always get it wrong. Uh, the, I am Melissa and I'm here with Emma and we're going to talk about what's been going on in the Harry Potter stuff Woo. this week. Hello, I am Emma. Emma, we had a big sort of week with Harry Potter news last oh. week and we should explain to people every... So er, throughout a decade or two decades, whatever it is now, people will come up to me and say, did you hear about the thing that happened this week and detail the big Harry Potter news mm-hmm. that they have seen on the you know the news whatever all that's happened to me this week is what was that thing yeah like what, what was, was it? that Harry Potter thing yeah like not have you seen it just what is it like does anyone know yes they keep <laughs> right so why don't we explain what is the the big thing that happened last right week in Harry so how this all started how this cursed child thing all started was there was a tweet. So it's a, it's it a, a cursed, cursed child, child thing, thing. Which is the play that's on Broadway and now in many other places. Um, so there was a tweet and it was from um, at this my show. And they said that there was news that Warner Brothers had bought out all the rights, present and future, to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And obviously people have been seeing the logo change to like the typical Harry Potter film logo, whereas before it was like a completely new font mm-hmm. nobody had seen. Um, and so everyone was like, oh my God, what does this mean? Um, and it sort of started to go to other um, like external, not Harry Potter websites as like a film is coming and the, I don't know, right. all sorts of 
rumours were coming out and all of a sudden it wasn't Cursed Child, it was like Daniel Radcliffe was coming back and I, I don't know what happened. I feel like it happens every time, doesn't it? Like <laughs> I was just following yeah, Every it. time there's any kind of yeah. anything, anything, Warner Brothers gets near Cursed Child. Everybody's like, there's a movie! And it's like, everybody just Yeah, just you just hear Warner Brothers, Harry So Potter. this tweaked oh. us, exactly, and this like tweaked us as not, not on because... If Warner Brothers just wanted to make a movie out of Cursed Child, that's those are the rights they would buy. You can buy the rights to make a movie out of a play without having to buy all the rights to the whole intellectual property mm-hmm. and everything to do with the play, which is, seems like what yeah. they did. So as this was going on, we started to get <laughs> news that fans were being given free tickets oh. to the show that night and press was being invited to the show that night. And it seemed like there yeah. was some big announcement. We were like, right, okay. So, and we'd been told something exciting was coming as well. We were like, th- th- there was teasing. There was definite teasing involved in this. And all that had happened so far was that the logos had changed. Like the signs had changed. The branding had changed. And that's all mm-hmm. we had to go off of. Mm-hmm. And then a statement from um, the producers that was basically like the rumour of the original tweet is completely untrue and Cursed Child continues to be produced by Sonia, Colin and Harry Potter theatrical productions So, and then there are no plans whatsoever for a movie so that's all we knew but then we were getting all of these teasers mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling come back to Twitter after months and months um, to tweet something cryptic Um and so everyone's like, it's Voldemort Day coming? Like, what's happening? Like, why Why is... Right. Why, why are we being teased so much? Um, and then... Because the tweet was, darkness can erupt from unexpected places or whatever. It yeah. was a very... Not... It wasn't like Joe being conversational. It was a, a, a clearly yeah. a, mar- a, a well-planned marketing. Yeah, it was literally just a promo. And everyone's like, cool, right, hi. <laughs> You're back then. Um, yeah. So... And then we heard that we needed we needed press to go to Times Square at midnight or at eleven o'clock. Yeah, that like night. near enough to midnight. So, luckily, we had people near who were seeing the play um, who were going to be in the area. So that was very lucky because it was literally like a few hours before. I'm in the UK, so I was like, right. So I guess I'm staying up uh, <laughs> because I'm expecting this like <laughs> massive <laughs> announcement. I mean, we started getting photos from Duffy Square yeah. showing a, a, a platform being built and, and Umbridge <laughs> came out on stage at the end of the show to say that everybody should go to Times Square and film what happens on their filthy muggle devices. And we were like, what is going to happen? And they said, it's, they very clearly said it's not a movie. So is Shanky Rowling coming out? Are yeah. they filming the play? Are they, what, like, what is going to happen? And what happened? So uh, it was, it was, a, it was, yeah. Everyone was there. There was a lot of people in Times Square. Everyone was like, where are we looking? Um, I think the first thing that happened was Sarah Jessica Parker came out and waved a wand. Um, and everyone was okay. like, cool, legit, right? That's Random. fine. Um, and then <laughs> we're expected. I don't think many people could hear her either. And then all of a sudden, this big promo for Cursed Child just like erupts on all the screens in Times Square. Mm-hmm. And to me, I've never been to Times Square. So to me, I was like, it's pretty cool. But then I was like, what next? Um, <laughs> and then it just kept going. I think it played like eight times or something because it's like eight story, I think they said. Um, yeah. Well, or because they needed the footage. <laughs> yeah. And then Pottermore released this like big article, like basically just 
explaining the massive rebrand and then it explained the tagline as well. So the, the tagline is sometimes darkness comes from unexpected places. So obviously the show is all about like odd choice. Harry Potter like being haunted by his past. So it was kind of just continuing right. the story for back to Hogwarts is what I can see. Well, a couple a couple of things changed. They mm. said that first of all the font, it is a big yeah. deal because if you look historically, the play mm-hmm. has been in a different font and different yeah, like so separated. Of the show has not been the same that's very specifically a different like the sorting hats a bowler hat and a yeah. person the there's no the, the time turners look different the crests looked at every iconography which would have been trademarked by warner brothers is different and then every copy line every copyright line says you know all the ip is property of the 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 uh harry mm-hmm. potter organization that they created to make the play and harry potter is trademark warner brothers so back in the day early days <laughs> When Harry Potter was like selling well, but they didn't know it was going to be this kind of thing. Warner Brothers took on buying the trademarks. I remember I did an interview with um, Chris Little for my book about this. And he said that they they were willing to take on not only all those trademarks that they had to create, but the upkeep and the defense of them, which is incredibly expensive. So in the early days, all those things were trademarked by Warner Brothers. And so to this day, Harry Potter, period, is trademarked by Warner Brothers. So anything that uses Harry Potter in its title yeah. owes a you know licensing fee or has to get permission. It's that they control the brand. So all this time, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child has been operating under a license to use the name Harry Potter. And then everything else is not under the Warner Brothers branding mm-hmm. umbrella. Now it seems like all of that is changing. All the merch has been pulled out of this out of the the play. Not new stuff hasn't come in yet, but it's all been it looks like it's all going to be cycled out. And I can you can imagine if you're for instance the person who's at the head of this at Warner Brothers walking down the street in London and you see a big Harry giant Harry Potter in the middle of Trafalgar Square or wherever wherever they are and it's not in the font. Yeah. You know from a branding eye that would you would start to think well, yeah, no, this this needs to be all one universal font worldwide because we we should have one imprimatur on this whole thing. So you can sort of see whether like let's just let's just buy these rights, do what mm-hmm. we have to do, make everything all of a piece. So they also changed it that it's yes. like J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter and the Cursed yeah. Child, and they started calling it the official entry of the eighth. This is the official eighth yeah. story. So it seems like. Harry, the play was in this gray space between canon and not canon, even though Joe said it was canon. It's like they were testing us. <laughs> yeah, and now they're saying, no, 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 this is officially part of the world. It also gives them rights to, you know, mention at the mm-hmm. theme parks, base a show on it, have Albus and Severus incarnated yes. as the same sort of like characteristics that have been ampl- uh, exemplified in the show in the theme park yeah. or referenced in a future movie or whatever, 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 whatever. They have the right to touch all of that now where they couldn't before. Exactly. Well, we were talking about they had the um they had like a an activation at King's Cross for Back to Hogwarts where like some of the cast mm-hmm. in London performed one dance on King at King's Cross like near platform 9 or whatever. Um right. so that sort of thing. I don't know if that would have been able to happen before, but now stuff like that is it's like coming out in the open all of a Probably sudden. Probably it could have. Yeah. 
Probably it could have because King's Cross doesn't say Harry Potter yeah, on true, it. Yeah, true. So it's not like. And if it had said Harry Potter on it, mm. that's a whole, like, literally, that's what it's about. If it says Harry Potter, we know it's Harry Potter. But yeah. if it says Harry Potter, then it falls under the license of Warner Bros. But then again, all this gray area, they were probably just tired of it. And if exactly. you have the ability to bring it under one franchise and capitalize on all that cross promotion you can do, yeah, why can not? Do it. You know? <laughs> But yeah. So it was much ado about branding. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone was like, so it's just a rebranding. But there were like 300 and no, 934 tickets across the world. So. Oh, they yeah, gave out tickets, tickets, right? So, 934 which is tickets. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. At least there was. There was not mad about it. It'll do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that's what happened. There is not a movie. No. All these articles you read about there's going to be a movie are incorrect. Uh, there might be a movie in the future. Probably these rights roll in the rights to yeah. produce a movie. That is probably part of the package if yeah. they ha- have indeed bought all the rights. But that's there's no nope. no concrete plans. Of course, we've all been on the end of Warner Brothers saying, no, 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 no. And then two years later, something happens. Like, of course, you know. But none, yeah. it doesn't seem like any yeah. of those decisions. Like, I wouldn't say it's, it's obviously not impossible, right. but not Yeah, happening. not, not yeah. But so, they, yeah. if they make another movie based on Harry Potter in the future... They, these characters as written as mm-hmm. characterized by this play can be referenced so like mm-hmm. if we get a movie that has Albus Severus in it now we know that he is the Albus Severus mm-hmm. from the play and it's not a new Albus Severus that they yeah like created. it won't diverge from that so interesting right well anyway cool. so that's what happened yes. so the, that was the whole shebang it was oh it was wild it was fun the whole fandom got like I had messages up, up from going, so many people like, know. Emma, what's happening? And I was like, I don't fully know at the minute. Um, <laughs> here, just just wait. <laughs> you were up at 3.30 in the morning. I was. I was. 3.30 in the morning until 5.30 in the morning. I got to work the next day and was like, I feel like I'm from New York now. I feel like I've just moved to the time zone. Like I feel like I live in Eastern most of the My time. My time zone has shifted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, apart from All that. Right, so what, what, what other... What are a couple of other things that have been going on in the uh, yield Harry Potter news space? Uh, it's all been back to Hogwarts. Like, I feel like back to Hogwarts wasn't just September 1st. It never is, but it's been like a whole, like, over no. a week um, this year. And there's been like, there's the Mina Lima Prince, which they did one for um, the mm-hmm. Hogwarts Express. And then they did another one. It was like an illustration of Hogwarts. I love them. I absolutely love Mina Lima. So anything they do, I'm just like, go see it. Um, but that's their magical moments collection. Um, and then mm. there was like an activation in Paris as well, which was pretty cool. I think it was just the night bus. Um, that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, we had like obviously King's Cross. There was loads going on, loads of people at the station. Um, all of the, the usual. There was the announcement on the boards like via Hogsmeade at 11am. Um, lots of people there. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, and... There's going to be a new sorting ceremony on Pottermore with a new sorting hat that's all colourful oh. and I don't know. I think I like it. I think I like the colours. I'm very curious. As yeah. to what, how many times are they going to ask us to sort ourselves? I know. I know. And it never works for me. Like the very first time I did it, I got Ravenclaw. And then since then, they've just given me a different house every time. And I'm like, why? <laughs> this makes me so sad. <laughs> so are you like a hat stall? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what I am. Because even the first time, I didn't. I don't think it worked. So I had to do it again. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely a hat stall. But I decided, I was like, no, I'm a Ravenclaw. That's it. I don't need a hat. <laughs> That'd be me just walking Who up. But I don't hat? need the hat. 
Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, they also like Apple Podcasts um, promoted September 1st and promoted Pottercast, which was very cool for us. But everybody seems to like get in on it, you know? Anything else big happening in the Harry Potter world, Emma? Um, well, we're going to be at LeakyCon next month, which is going to be a big deal. Yes, we are together. <laughs> we're going to be together. And um, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be like 19 years later of the Leaky Cauldron. So we're having this big panel to go the like who we are, like what we do, obviously. Um, Cause we've got like the editors, mm-hmm. current editors, and then like you and John are going to be there. I'm going to be there. I think Chris Rankin's mm-hmm. going to be there <laughs> talking about like a dissertation mm-hmm. he did on online fandom. So it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. It's very exciting. And we may have some information and news about what's happening. What's coming um, up. So he's going to come. <laughs> But yeah, so um, it's going to be a big panel. We're just going to chat all things online fandom. Everyone should come um, and hopefully fill up the room <laughs> so yeah. we can just talk about Harry Potter. And maybe we will have some news. Yes, definitely. There's going to be lots of news, hopefully. <laughs> about Leaky, that's what yes. I'm saying. Yes, definitely. That Yeah, we should clarify that. News about <laughs> Leaky for the so 19 So come years. meet your friendly Leaky Cauldron editor is still here after all this time and we're going to have so much fun at Boston. It's coming. Yay. It's coming. She's coming fast. I'm so excited. I'm like getting ready. I feel like I've got like a mission and I'm putting everyone into like categories. I'm like, you're going to be here. You're going to be here. Here's your part of the program. Oh, I love it. So exciting. <laughs> such a Ravenclaw well Emma thanks for bringing us the news this week lovely thank you it's been good we will see you again next time crazy week see you next time (laughs) all right we're doing our relook Right. All right. Let's take a look at that chapter with that sorting hat in it, because like that was a big deal for fans, because that just started a whole, you know, decade-long adventure, more than a decade now. We're still sorting people. This whole sorting thing is one of the big keys to why Harry Potter got so popular. It is because us Americans had no idea this happened. That's true. I remember reading about that and thinking, "Wait, what? They put you in a what what is this?" Yeah, I, I was like, that's real? That's not part of the makeup part? Like, the magic school part didn't make up the houses? Like, no, that's just a thing. I'm like, what? I was so happy. <laughs> Damn. Did you know that uh, the Leaky Cauldron ranks 76.4 on Google for the term sorting hat? 76? That's not bad. No, it's terrible. <laughs> it, oh. it, got, it got zero clicks in the past 28 days and was only viewed 240 times. You you definitely want to be in the top 10 or you're not really going to get seen too much. But when but you're talking okay. about Harry Potter keywords that are... But anyway, John is we do, in some We do weird... really well on a lot of other keywords, thanks. Okay. okay. John's in some Google Analytics hole right now. <laughs> of course he is. That's the type of Ravenclaw he is. Well, when I, when I like look up anything in Google and I'm logged in, the uh, Webmaster Tools is the top result showing me like my metrics for that keyword for our website, which is kind of neat. That is cool. All right, Tech Talk with John. All right, you want to tune into that one here at the Patreon? I'll let's do a little Tech Talk on Harry Potter I Keyword I love SEO. that, actually. Harry Potter, Harry Potter Keyword SEO and SEM from John. That would be hilariously fun. <laughs> <laughs> only, only to you. <laughs> only for me. Well, it would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I think you do a leaky kind of talk about it. Actually, no, definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> I like that voice. <laughs>
Melissa like will have it on the schedule park. at like eight in the morning and I'll have to like wake up when I otherwise <laughs> wouldn't have to. Listen, John, if you want to be a draw for people, you have to accept that we're going to put you in the morning so that people get up and come see you. It's just because you're, you're, so, you're such a draw. I know. I'm not hot John Noe anymore like I was in 20. Uh, oh, my God. Hot John Noe. Hot John Noe. Oh, we're going back to Boston. That is. It's Hot John Noe. <laughs> anyway, the sorting hat. So, the sorting hat. What's the deal with the sorting hat? Okay. So, I love the sorting hat so much. Let's see. Uh, so it used to belong to Godric Gryffindor, right? It used to be like his hat. So like, like interesting fun fact about that sorting hat is like uh, previously when they started up Hogwarts and it didn't have the hat, they still wanted to have the houses. So like the heads of houses, which were literally, you know, the Slytherins, the Gryffindors, the Ravenclaws, the Hufflepuff, the people, they picked whoever they wanted themselves kind of like, you know, uh, like gym class when you're picking teams and they just uh, plucked the students that they wanted for their house. And then they thought, you know, like once we're all gone, how are we going to do this? So they like, dumped all their brains into this hat. And then like the hat got to do it from that point. Is this, is anything you're saying correct? I promise it's all correct. I think, so, I think it's like, that was like 80% correct. What did you just say? I was reading. Oh, for Pete's sake, doodles. No, what were you speaking <laughs> of? Just give me context real quick. Context. I heard it. We're talking all about the, you know, the sorting hat and like how pr- prior to the hat, the uh, heads of houses uh, picked their own. Oh, yeah. Uh, they picked students. their own. Yeah. And then they had to like, Im- like imbow this, uh, their intelligence and their magic into the hat in order to do it, uh, you know, afterward. You know, yeah, when they they, oh, to- it was when... When did they do that, though? Because, okay, well, let, hold on. Let's start. Okay. Oh, we've started, Frankie. We're we're right in the thick of it. <laughs> <laughs> so the sorting hat is pretty magical, pretty magical hat as far as hats go. It was and, Godric's uh, hat. Oh, yeah. When did they start implementing the sorting hat? <laughs> That's what was the question. I'm Sorry. trying to find the first poem. Like a long time ago, you know, like. No, but why? Hat... Because remember how like you were just saying, like, the, the they used to pick their own. When right. did they start using the hat? Well, they started using the hat because they thought, you know, like, we're not going to live forever. And we want, like, the people to keep going into these houses. And we want, like, them to be, like, the sort of people that we would have picked ourselves. So, like, they kind of, like, trained this sorting hat AI on, like, all of their, like, knowledge and intelligence. And then, uh, you know, it's capable eventually of, like, doing the correct, uh, you know. Basically, the founders knew they would die. And they needed a different way to sort students once they died that yeah. still kept what they wanted going. I know, but like, was it Slytherin pulling away that that what made them need the no, need for it? No, it was before the Slytherin break. It was before the Slytherin break. Godric Gryffindor took his hat off his head. They all put their own pieces of their own brains into it, which sounds gross, but like in a magical uh, kind of way. And <laughs> then they had a sorting hat. Yeah. Okay. I like the sorting hat so much. Why, Sorry. Frankie? What is your thing with the sorting hat? Tell us, Frankie. For okay, if we're gonna get honest and sappy about it, what I love about the sorting hat is I like that it recognizes that you are an individual and you are also a part of a whole. Because as a little boy, I always felt left out of things. Oh, Frankie. So that's why I love sorting because it's like, oh, you understand how you're different, but not in a bad way, but in a way that how you understand you're similar to other people. Your difference is your strength. Yeah, and honestly, like being unique is 
I don't. I mean, I can't. I, I can get into how unique each individual person is, and I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But we're that's not, we're not talking about that right now. We're yeah. talking about how how beautiful people are similar in different similar in different ways. All that nonsense. But anyway, <laughs> I I think it would be cool if there was a fifth option where the hack could be like, actually, you don't have enough magic to be here at all. So like, here's the door. <laughs> that's squibbing them back on the train. Oh, back on the, that's just mean though. The squib option that's horrible. How could you even get on the train? Um, I mean, you got like it. You get like sent the invitation in the mail, and like it's got enough magic in it to like get you through the barrier. But that's you mean so like stay. the sorting hat would have veto power of any student if it didn't want them there? <laughs> yes. It even it, it could just be like uh uh-uh, uh nope not this one. It's like that actually might be helpful if like they saw Voldemort. <laughs> We're like, mm, right? Maybe not. I still don't know how he got a hold of that wand in the movie universe. The the bone wand, the yeah, wand the bone that says wand, whoever holds this that wand is, is evil. The only thing I can think is that he got it transfigured himself into something intimidating. If I'm retconning, <laughs> yes. So doing, you know, yeah, just making stuff up. Like, do we think that, like, the magical world ever, like, starts using the internet to, like, send, like, their Hogwarts letters out? Or do they continue, like, sticks in the mud using owls all over? There was a long time ago that Joe said that they have something better than the internet. And I still don't know what that is. (laughs) Still yet to materialize. Yet to materialize. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, like, it's funny how, because I was going to say, like, I bet there's something that is their need for the internet would probably be so so young because their magical communication was so much faster up until what 20 years and so right? i would imagine that there are wizards now who are using magic encoding that is letting them do do stuff that will that will take over stuff like that but i yeah, would imagine that, that need is so young because like harry harry's generation and hermione's generation is my generation like i'm yeah. the same age as them like I'm one year behind them, the same age as Luna, and so like the I just like you, me, Melissa, like you remember that all of us here remember like before internet. I was in, I didn't have internet until college. Yeah, mm. I had. I started getting internet in sixth grade. So oh, sixth grade. Well, we were early adopters. I oh wow! It were very fancy. I was well then. I was slumming it over in California. It, wait, six, sixth grade is wrong. Uh, computer, computer in sixth grade, and then internet in like ninety nine. Yeah, I'm talking about internet. The year that like everybody sort of like started getting internet in the states. Yeah, you know? I'm just talking about internet in so, particular because that's just what. It- yeah, but you have to imagine you can just you can see uh, a bunch of wizards sort of like you know sending their messages via wand or whatever, and <laughs> the muggles being completely unimpressed. Yeah, <laughs> by this Patronus charm message sending thing. I know. Like, or their parents. Or the the young the young the young wizards just texting like, "Mom, I'll just text them. I'll just text like, my what's friend. What's the that problem? Me- what's that? Like, don't do the Patronus. Yeah, Dad, Patronus. I'm so embarrassing. I'll just text him. Do we know if the Patronus is it like opening up like a live communication, like a two way communication with the person, or is it literally just kind of like a, a really elaborate, like yeah, like it's recorded, right? Like it just kind of repeats itself. Yeah, but I think you can tell a Patronus something and they can go back to the owner of the Patronus and tell the owner. Yeah. That's I mean, That's I thought that maybe the equivalent was the portraits. Because like... What do you mean? Yeah. 
they can communicate with, through the portraits a little like oh yeah more sure. efficiently well, or maybe like the mirror that harry uses with sirius like that one's better maybe here's I a question if if harry potter had come out at the time that we we're in now with the state of advanced electronics with texting with all these sorts of communications yeah would a wizard be as excited to go into the muggle world where this stuff works as a muggle is to go Ooh. into a wizard place where this Great stuff works? Great question. Yeah, because like to a wizard, a lot of that technology is going to look like magic to them. Well, it also can't work. It, it the it, magic fuzzes it out. So like they can't go to they can't have an internet stall at Hogwarts. No, they couldn't do it at like a magical location. You're right. right. They could do it at the borough, maybe. The I borough, think that would be hard maybe. At the borough. I mean, they probably would have like you know really like shit internet there. I don't know. The borough seems to be like held together by spells. That place. They'd have like AOL yeah. or something at the borough, not high speed. But like at Hermione's house, like Dudley had, or and at the Dursleys, Dudley had a PS three you know or yeah, whatever yeah. it is or P- a playstation yeah hell this was a r- regular ass playstation back then sure. yeah it was the yeah, first was. edition <laughs> yeah on number five uh which by the way off topic we'll talk about it in the drums maybe but have you seen what they've been saying about last of us two no troy baker was like you're not ready whatever you've seen you're not ready for it dang yeah so that's exciting um cool. but so 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 if you're a wizard and yeah, so you're a wizard, and, and you're like a like a Weasley wizard or a Malfoy wizard or a, somebody sure. who grows up in the world. Right. Electronics don't really work around your whole experience of life. If you yeah. get brought to an Apple store, right? What happens? Yeah, is I that Diagon Alley? Oh, I think, interesting. I think that would be right. Like, right? I mean think about like yeah because for some would be exciting some would be intimidating like they're all like we got these portraits that move and like right. our, our photos like, and you're like and yeah move. They're like yeah look at this tablet like it can yeah. like do yeah and all also sorts of we stuff. take pictures that do the same thing yeah basically yeah. we take pictures that do the same thing and we Poor can take wizards. photos of our faces and turn them into emojis that can talk we can record oh. them, and we can send them to each other instantly also we can like record each other you guys yeah. i can tell clarity. my lights to turn on and off with my words like a spell yeah. hey yeah. google turn my lights pink and then it's gonna turn pink right now mm-hmm. that's like magic i i want i want hot water i go to something and I flick my finger and hot water is summoned. Like, we live as wizards. It's lovely. I mean, yep. like, they've got plumbing worked out, too, though. They do have plumbing yeah. at last. Thank God. We have magic. What do you think they used to do before plumbing? I think we know. Augmente. That's right. No, we had a whole yep. podcast about this. What if they had no, to, but like, I mean, we're talking about just water, not just poop. Take poops and stuff, yeah. Anyway, the sorting hat. So the kids, they all line up and they're all like, all right, it's my turn to sit on the sorting hat. And, uh, you know, in the book, we go through a few more than we did in the film. Uh, Name a couple characters that get sorted in the book, but not in the movie. Natalie McDonald. Who? Natalie McDonald. That's one. All right. I'll take it. Anna Abbott is in the movie. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, who was who was played by uh uh what uh actress? Abba or, Hannett. Yeah. What was her last name? 
Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, she's Christopher Columbus's daughter. But at, at first. Nepotism. And then there was Charlotte Skayok, who was her later. Oh, my God. You knew the replacement? Well, she's Hannah been at Leaky. She's oh. Been at Le- yeah. Baller. That's she's cool. delightful. Yeah. Awesome. I also don't think we actually see Seamus get sorted, even though we find out later he's in Gryffindor. I don't think we see Dean get sorted. I think we only see Ron, Malfoy, Hermione, and Harry. Yeah. That's, that's Maybe one cool. or two others. Yeah. Yeah, we get we get a, uh, a Ravenclaw in there. So like most of them. We do. Yeah. Although the sorting cool. hat never says Ravenclaw in the first two films. That's true, because when you used to go to the tour and put on the hat and it would yell out what the movie recording was, they didn't. nobody was ever Ravenclaw because yeah. they didn't have that recording. That's a BS. It is BS. There is a whole thing about Ravenclaw erasure that we should talk about. Okay. We should. Yeah. I love Ravenclaws. I am Ravenclaw. Anyway. You don't say, Frankie. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the sorting hat generally gives the answer pretty quickly except for when it doesn't which is called what a hat stall very good this like quiz time with john what's going on quiz time with john tell tell me uh besides harry two other famous hat stalls uh minerva mcgonagall and phileas flitwick yep harry's not a hat stall by the way no Mm-mm, no, he not wasn't. technically he came close hermione also comes close and neville, so was neville almost it was close. a hat stall yeah yeah. I uh, I can't find any su- supporting evidence for Flitwick. But, no, uh, Flitwick's a hat stall. It's in McGonagall's stuff. Yeah, because okay. Flitwick is a hat stall, and he did the reverse. He went to Ravenclaw, yes, and, and she sh- went to Gryffindor. Yes, and so he and M- Minerva McGonagall joke about how they're sort of like flip images of each other. And I love yeah. them. They're my yeah. favorite, too. There's one other hat stall that we know about. Who? Neville. Maybe besides him. Who? Not in Hermione, Harry's ear. Hermione comes close. The hat takes a long time, but it's not like a technically a hat stall. Well, it, your your hint is that it's in Harry's parents' ear in school. Oh, Peter Pettigrew. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot about that. Good pull. I forgot about that. He was almost. We don't know, right? A Slytherin. Yeah, definitely almost a Slytherin. <laughs> yes. He was almost a Hufflepuff. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> he's almost yeah no for real i guess the the hat do we honestly know of no bad hufflepuffs um i want to say there's one but i can't remember who it is i really want to know what kind of bad zachariah smith is a jerk he's not he's a not jerk bad. he's a jerk he's not bad <laughs> it's not like evil yeah, no, I want evil. I want like I, want uh, I don't think so. And uh, yeah, and Tessa from you know our friend Tessa Netting was always saying how she really wants a Hufflepuff villain. Yeah, I want to know what it would look like. I don't know if it's like I think Hufflepuff. It's that would be really hard. I think it would have to be someone who it would, would be, be like Honey Badger, aggressively sweet. No, but that's like no, but that's like that's, Slytherin. That's, that's like Umbridge. That was Umbridge. But that's but why honestly, I thought Umbridge was Ravenclaw for so long. I would have put good money on that. Hufflepuffs, Hufflepuffs are actually really, really close to Slytherin in a lot of ways, especially where they're when their loved ones are concerned. Well, because they're both hardworking and both loyal, so yeah, it's just a matter of how it's hooked in. Hufflepuff with a Slytherin second is a honey badger. Yeah, I can see that. Also, Gryffindor second. So. Uh, I know we can't name any Hufflepuff Death Eaters, but can you name any uh, Ravenclaw Death Eaters? I want to say McNa... No, that's not true. I want to say... Death Eater? I hope not. I hope we don't. 
a Ravenclaw Death Eater. There's oh. one major one. Well, I know that um, Lockhart's not a Death Eater, but he was a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Um, uh, I know this. You're in the neighborhood. Uh, of like a Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Uh, Who? Oh, what's his face? Was it a Quirrell? Quirrell, Ravenclaw. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Good call. Yeah, because we don't really think of yep. him as a rate, like, you know, and we don't really think of him as a Death Eater in the proper sense. He was a servant of Voldemort, so that makes him a Death Eater, but like, he's not called one in the books. Yeah, I wonder, I still kind of feel like I feel bad that he got punished for his curiosity. Uh, I think he made a. Cho- I think that's an important point that it outlines about your curiosity takes you so far, and then you can like make a choice to have it go wrong. That's true. I need to. Re- I need to revisit that in the books. There is another one that um, you know people think may be a Ravenclaw. The jury's out. I, th- I don't think there's like any explicit uh, mention of it, but Barty Crouch Jr. Um. Yeah. Sure. Ravenclaw. Interesting. Peeps that one. Things. I'll buy that one. Was he ever? Did he have the opportunity to be sorted? Yes. I mean, he went to Hogwarts. We just don't know what he was. Oh, he did go to Hogwarts. Yeah. Nobody ever says. Well, I wasn't sure if he was just under that cloak forever. No, because he was in jail. Remember. I know, but I mean, came like, and did Polyjuice, but he was at school first. He wouldn't have been a fully trained wizard otherwise. Okay. Well, the, it, what's interesting about the sorting has what we were talking about earlier that they each put their own little bit in there. And so what I find interesting is like, when did they start implementing the sorting hat? Like, because at one point did they get tired of like picking students every year? Maybe or when they retired. It had to be before they retired because it had to be before they had the, the fallout with, with Slytherin or he wouldn't put his brain in there. Oh, that's fair. So at what point in their Hogwarts career did they think, nah, I'm not doing this anymore? Like, I would think they would have wanted it to take over while they were still there so they could make sure that it worked. I guess. Right? I don't know. Just to me, it's just, I don't know, just curious because um, the hat just seems so significant to the school. Yeah. And... It's true. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, but you know what's you know what, what what's crazy? We were talking a few minutes ago about what if the hat could tell you if you had any magic at all. Mm-hmm. It happened once. What? What do you mean? There was one famous incident in which uh, one like a student at Hogwarts snuck in their brother. <laughs> who was a squib no. and got him into school That's and amazing. he's the only squib to ever actually sit in the sorting ceremony and uh, supposedly the hat was all like yeah nice try you're you're a squib is this real yes it's real his name is angus buchanan oh poor boy i feel bad for him Me i mean too. i would i would hope that like the brother kind of gave him like a heads up like this right. might not work also what a great story yeah it's great <laughs> yeah got to go like, to the magic school like we know squibs can see the school muggles can't but squibs can because obviously filch and he got to go and like be part of it. What a, what is a cool thing? Yeah, like like I guess like like he became low key famous for, for having uh, been like able to like sneak in and do that. Uh, I wonder how he got in. Let me tell you, uh, Angus Buchanan became the world world famous among wizards, whilst also celebrated among Muggles 
Um, Wait, a, how would he be celebrated among muggles? Is this I don't know, person? but wizards of many nationalities began turning up to watch him play uh, sport. Uh, what in the hell is this talking about here? This is what happens when you read just little snippets of sentences. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, so, all right. Angus was the only squib to take part in the sorting ceremony, and he later became a player on the Muggle Scottish rugby team. Oh, cool. Uh, so, so they're like jock bros. Basically, yeah. And the guy was like, I'm gonna get, I'll get you in. I'll get you in. Come see my school. Come see my magic school. He's like, yeah, yeah, bro. Let's go. And he sneaks yeah, in exactly. into school. And it's like, it's like he did like a fraternity prank, basically. He got on yeah. the sorting hat seat. What a... That's like okay. what a difficult life. Oh, I to wonder live how. Though. I was assuming this was an eleven-year-old kid, so it could have been an older person, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we yeah. don't know. That's kind of fun to think it was like a teenager. <laughs> this this guy later wrote a book uh, called uh, "My Life as a Squib" uh, <laughs> for which, the Wizarding which, Community, which was a worldwide bestseller that brought the plight of squibs uh, to everybody's attention. I would like to read that book. I have so many thoughts about squibs i know can you just publish that joe you know you're not probably doing fuck all right now <laughs> you know she can't be bothered to tweet so she might as well write extra like supplemental canon for us right i mean that's right because she lives to serve you we own we own her brain right to just <laughs> we own make her brain. things like for a us <laughs> yeah exactly oh, like harry's heart beat for us yes Oh, my life as a squib. That's cool. I'm going to write that book. I would love to read that. That's funny. That is funny. Anyway, the sorting hat, you know, it doesn't sort squibs because uh, Hogwarts (laughs) Hogwarts famously has a very reliable uh, method of determining who should get their Hogwarts letter. Can you name this magical artifact? Wait, say that again. The magical artifact that determines who is getting a letter to come to Hogwarts. Oh, it's the quill of acceptance, no? Boom. Now the that, what? Really? Look, at, look at me with the pub good. trivia. Let me tell you. What's very it called? good. The quill of acceptance. Ooh, I don't and know that one. What is his knowledge? The book of admittance. Mm-hmm. In a small locked tower never visited by any student at Hogwarts sits an ancient book that has not been touched by human hands since the four founders placed it there on completion of the castle. Beside the book, which is bound in peeling black dragon hide, stands a small silver ink pot. Uh, and from this protrudes a long faded quill. These are the quill of acceptance and the book of admittance, and they constitute the only process by which students are selected for Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. So I have to tell you, this is like the Santa Claus list. <laughs> yeah, sort of. There's a list being made someplace. <laughs> yeah. And you're either you're on it or you're not. Nobody knows how it works. But this is just for Hogwarts, not other magical schools or right. other forms of magic. I mean, it opens up as about as many questions as it answers, because, like, what's the range of the quill? Is it literally, like, actual distance in, like, kilometers? Like, if you were to move the quill, let's say, I, You know what I would to love? Durmstrang. There's probably some wonderful Terry Pratchett logic to how magic, like, how echoes of magic work and how, like, yeah. range in magic. It'd be, like, a notion forgotten with someone picks up uh, or with when there's an itch or something like that. That would make everybody... Sure. Remember. Like, that'd be kind of fun if it was some weird metaphysical nonsense like that. Yeah. Because there'd have to be some limit or it would be writing down names of people in, like, America and, like... No, but they wouldn't be going to Hogwarts. It would just be people for Hogwarts. But I'm sure it also invites people that, 
have parents that are like, absolutely not. You're not going to Scotland right now. Like we just moved into this new neighborhood here and you're going to school where we've like already paid for the tuition. Like surely there are people that don't go to Hogwarts all the time that get the invite. Do you think that the ministry like sort of magically persuades them? I don't know because they sent Harry so many follow-ups like if they had actually been given a response that said, thanks, but no thanks, like, would they stop mailing or would they just incessantly continue to, remember, like... This is, he was a special circumstance because Dumbledore right. put him there. Dumbledore Truly, was yeah. There. He was also... His letters were being stopped, but why did they trust a letter up until his actual birthday anyway? Also, yeah. just imagine you're a muggle and some person comes at you and says this, you know, your child's a witch or wizard and needs to go to this special school. You'd be like, right. okay, buddy. So do they employ some yeah. sort of persuasive tactics? Maybe. And you would think that they would need to in most cases because yeah. like, people not gonna are get really them. reticent of like scams. Like, and what a scam this would come off as. Like, this I would come off as would... like a huge scam. Yeah. A bad scam. It would be like it's, it would be like a really stupid scam. Yeah, it'd just be like respond here with your credit card number uh, if you want to <laughs> hold your hold your like quill and Hogwarts here. I imagine they would intervene when it's something of abuse or or scanning, but otherwise they would just have to get the parents' consent, right? They have to. They can't force the kids to go. No, right. they can't get their kids there without the parents. So you need to get the parents' consent. So I would think that almost everybody would say no, unless like maybe magically persuaded a little bit. Well, that's not consent then. I that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I would argue, I hope that they wouldn't do that. That's creepy. That's just I know, but how do they children. do this? Who's gonna believe this? Well, I mean, I think I I would like to think that open minded people maybe are the ones who could give birth to muggleborns. <laughs> uh I like that theory, Frankie. And so the fact that like Hermione's parents who were scientists, you know, they're dentists, like mm-hmm. They were open to the notion of her going to a school for witchcraft and wizardry. Like, yeah, they seem to be legit about it. Also, it's really presumptuous of these wizards to think that, like, of course they would choose to come here and not like some prestigious school for like actual learning for like, you know, because Hermione could have grown up to be so many different things with her brain. No, but Hermione's brain applied with magic is what's amazing. But like uh, Hogwarts is like, surely she wants to learn magic tricks. Hermione would be like this with anything. Yeah, I mean, like, um, imagine her with, like, you know, going to law school on top of her degree from Hogwarts. Here's a headcanon. I think she did. (laughs) Yeah, you know, she would not be content after just basically what amounts to, like, high school worth of magical education. She would say, how could I manage relations between the wizard and muggle yeah. world if i'm not an expert in their laws i bet she did i bet she's got the first like wizard degree <laughs> plus jd in right. history. yeah for sure for sure like what other continuing education options are there if you're a wizard besides like what we know of like an horror has to go to more training but nobody else what if you wanted to do medicine or i'm sure Pomfrey, like what did she do what are her qualifications i'm i'm sure if there's one for horrors there's a medical yeah. version. I would love it if we got to learn someone who used healing magic properly. I love that they yeah. brought that up when in seven. How like I don't we have Dittany, that's all we know. Like, like <laughs> yeah. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. And we imagine that there's some kind of spell to like fix a broken arm that was just done piss poorly by Lockhart. Brachio Repero. But... Oh <laughs> yeah. golly. But hey, that's Harry's family's fortune. Skelegro. Yep. Crazy. 
crazy. Harry's snake, family snake oil made, Potter over here. made Sleek oil Easy oil. and Skelligro. Yeah, pretty good. Seriously. Nice work if you can get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Talk about being born into the right family, Harry. I know. I know you were destined to be murdered, but whatever. <laughs> you were destined to be murdered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny because that, that's what happened. <laughs> Sorry, John. The way you said that made me made me chuckle. <laughs> uh, so it's the Sorting Hat, right? All right. So that's a lot on the Sorting Hat and everything else. I have a problem. Can we drill that into the ground here? We have a couple of topics that. We didn't get to. We're going to post them in the Patreon and you guys can tell us what other t- what which of these topics we should take up the next time. Oh, cool idea. Yeah, I think I'm kind of I'm mad I didn't have more to say about the sorting hat. I guess I like how it applies to sorting people versus We talk mechanic. about the hat all the time though. I do. I just I, I kind of wish to know what the spell was or if it was a ritual how they knitted it together and stuff. That'd be kind of cool. Well, it's the same spell that they use to like read read minds when they're wizards. Uh what's that with an L? Uh legitimacy. Legitimacy. Yeah. That's what the hat's doing. Is it's that that magic. Yeah, and she said something like that. No, but how did they put themselves in the hat? Well, that has not been covered. That's what I think is fun. <laughs> Like, would the hat object to just being worn all the time if, like, Anna Albus wanted to just wear the sorting hat and, like, just, you know, like, ask it questions throughout its day? Or would it be like, put me down, like, I'm exhausted, I meant to do this for, like, ten minutes a year, like, you're gonna use up all my magic. I think it would want time to itself. Like, do you think the hat can do anything else besides sort things? If it has all of the intelligence of the founders, like it seems, it talks to Harry. Uh, I think it's content being with itself because it's four of them in there. I honestly like. I kind of see it as like there's like, I don't know, four of them and they're kind of just hanging out like an apartment, like in Friends. But like, what an un. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I should draw that. Uh, oh, you should draw that. That's a per. I can see it, and in, in your like style, that's such a perfect image. Oh for you. man, what could it be called? Uh. Um, Houses, heady, uh, central nervous perk, (laughs) central nervous system perk. What's another? uh, What's another word for a hat? Uh, What's another? uh, What's a word starting with P for a hat? Cap. Central cap. uh, Central peak. Central. Dang it! That's gonna. It's gonna hit me. It's gonna hit me. The pun. Yeah, there's something cute there. Um, anyway, that's a good idea. But I it. would like to think that they're all kind of in there chilling. So when they when the student comes in, it's kind of like poof. They appear in there. They kind of look him over. And be like, which one is he? I'm like, I don't know. They kind of turn him around. And oh man, I need to draw yeah. this. Sorting hat perk. <laughs> I don't know. Sorting perk. It's gonna hit me. Sorting founders, but in the friends font with the dots between. Oh, fa- there you go, founders. Found, 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 found the founders. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. There we go. That's nice, perfect. amazing. I can't wait to see this, Frankie. You got to do it in the Patreon. Yes, I should draw it, man. Can you put it for like a week in the Patreon and then put it public if you draw it? Yeah, if I get, I need to draw it. Like, I again, like my time is not my own lately with work, so mm-hmm. I can't. Open oh, it. we I just we made it that. not fun. You have to have to. Oh, I think we all know this feeling. Got to let it be fun for a while. I but I'm I'm gonna work on it. It is fun. I'm gonna draw it. Are we saying that like the founders entities are still in the hat, or that they've blended into one entity? 
I think four of them kind of like, like, you know what? What's in a portrait is in the hat. Yeah. But like, didn't Albus talk to the hat a few other times? And like Harry talked to the hat in Chamber of Secrets. No, they talk to the portrait. Harry talks to the hat in Chamber of Secrets, but that's the only person who does. It's like, it's got self-awareness, right? Because it, yes. it, like, it knows that it, it has a function of sorting people and it can get like pissed off if you question it. It spends all year sitting around writing a song. <laughs> yeah movie? you know it just seems like a waste of potential like all of the founders knowledge you got like have you guys have you guys watched um strange uh steven universe no no in that in that universe there's a concept where two gems can fuse into a, a third entity so it'd be like one person two person and they fuse into like a new third person but they're like in union and so it's like a it's more more than the like the some other parts type of thing. I was gonna recommend something like that, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I like to think of it as now a sitcom, and they sort kids once a year when they pop into the sitcom, and it's gonna be fun. Amazing. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. So yeah, we there's a few other things in that chapter, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, like people win like the house cop and the Slytherins have been winning it for a minute, and screw those Slytherins because nobody likes them. Uh, <laughs> what else? Yeah. Um, oh, we were also introduced to the moving staircases. That's so like, whimsical. What a cool thing that just would make life so annoying in an otherwise interesting building. Yeah, that's a conversation for another time, I believe. Yeah, I don't know if we could talk about that quite as long as the hat. But, well, I'll uh, say this. What I enjoyed about the staircases is I like how it, they were so treacherous in the first couple of books. And then the other ones, they how they just made it so like second effort to them. Like the seniors just knowing the campus, they just knew when to, yeah. they just knew when they, the staircase is going to be where they're going to be. That to me felt very natural and like an elegant, like not elegant, um, easy and fun. Totally. I, my my only big wonder with those things is what happens if like somebody really like like actually like steps the wrong way and falls off the stairs. Like, is there some magical like cushion in place here? No, oh, but they'll to... just get their bones remended or like. I think. <laughs> I mean, that would be so brutal. But I mean, like, I think. Yeah, don't worry they, if you it's, fall. It's so much easy. Like, I think they care less about that because it's not as big of a threat. Because honestly, it's not a three-month investment with a cast. It's literally a flick of the wrist. Okay, you're good. Yeah. Goodbye. I think it would still suck to break all the bones in your legs, even if you could repair I know, them. But like, it would it's suck. still a hurt. It does suck. It requires a night in the infirmary yeah. and Skelligrow, but then you're fine. No, but that's if the bone was gone. She said that like rebowing, oh. like oh, mending right. bones, I could do in an instant. But like regrowing them back, blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. So like, yeah. that's what I think. Like, it, like it's kind of like a band aid ish. I just want to know what situation, what epidemic of removing people's bones happened to make an inventor think, I need to create a potion that regrows yeah. bones because people are doing it too much. What about How amputees? does that happen? How does the market indicate yeah. that there is a need for the regrowth of bones? And I don't think it's amputees because a magical amputee, that's a di- that mm. feels like a different situation. I would think you would need more than Skella Grow if you just up and lost a limb. You'd have to have like like skin grow and like well, I think all sorts can, of I think grows. A trained, I think that's the kind of thing they can do at Mungo's unless you lost it like in a magically, you know, I think there are mm. you're like Mad-Eye Moody 
definitely lost a piece of his leg that couldn't come back. So what what was it? But if you were in a muggle car accident, yeah, and you lose your arm, I think they can grow that back. If you had like a magical dark magic way of like losing your hand, let's say totally. Um, but then in a muggle way, you lost the rest of your arm. They could regrow the rest of your arm. Yeah, up to the point where your hand yes. is, and then you would have a fresh oh, stub of a hand. I think so, because the way she talks about magical maladies is that, uh, you know, we aren't susceptible to we wizards aren't susceptible. <laughs> susceptible. I like I like that we we can right? take it. We, are we. we aren't susceptible to right. the same sorts of things like a wizard won't get cancer or can't get cancer or you can cure cancer in a second. But there are magical illnesses like dragonpox and things like that that wizards can't recover from. So if you can be scarred from dragonpox, you could have a finger cursed off. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean that's interesting though. Like say like like yeah. So like if Peter Pettigrew got his like arm ripped off and they regrew his arm would he grow a silver arm again or he would just a stump would be there or would it be a full hand again well he had a full silver hand i know but would the silver hand grow back would it be a stump would, no, like, i think would you'd that... have to have somebody do the exact same thing that voldemort did it would be so like it would just it would grow back to a stump. body yeah it would grow back to a stump okay that's interesting that's my feeling anyway i think that's that's what i would choose to believe until we saw otherwise but i do that's such need... a good way to like way to think about it i like that cool all right well topics will be in the patreon topics on the patreon you tell us as well and we're gonna do a mischief segment all right cue it up and then the drums okay hello Hello, and welcome to Mischief Corner, uh, the segment on Pottercast where some other folks from the Mischief team get on and talk about other things from the Harry Potter series that uh, Mel and John and uh, Freck don't cover. Welcome. My name is Kylie Madden, um, and I uh, work for Mischief um, in event operations and also am the production assistant for Pottercast. I am Sam Harris. I work at Mischief as an event staffer. And I just really like yelling about Harry Potter. I really love yelling about Harry Potter, especially with friends like Kylie. Aww. <laughs> uh, so this week we will be uh, ranting about the fact that Minerva McGonagall, A, should not have <laughs> been there uh, when Harry Potter was dropped off on the Dursley steps, and B, how nobody should have known Harry Potter had a scar. Yeah, it's one of those things that we take for granted because it's the first thing that anyone ever, you know, we, we see people in the wizarding world um, see Harry and see his scar and are like, oh, this is Harry Potter. But how? Why should they have known that? Yeah, anyone who met baby Harry Potter was pre-scar. Like, he didn't have a scar when he was born. He didn't have a scar when people met him from the order. But, like, the scar happened after. And so, like, there are instances in the series that we learn about early on in book one where, you know, like, Deadly Stiggle talks about how he, like, saw Harry, you know, in public and whatever. And, like, I'm sure he's recognizable. He looks like James and has Lily's eyes, blah, blah, blah. But also, like, he was like, oh, I saw the scar. And, like, how did people know he had a scar? So we know of three people who actually saw the scar on Harry as a baby. Four. Four? Who's the fourth? Uh, there, well, three definite, possibly oh, four, oh, because four Sirius is... Black might have... Oh, I, w- I was thinking five being uh, Mrs. Fig. Mrs. Fig didn't see him. Uh, I mean, right. I, well, what I mean like, is like, before uh, his introduction. Before his introduction to the Wizarding World, but yeah. like in the series, yeah. there are potentially four people the day it happened yeah. who saw Harry Potter with the scar. Yes, and so it would have been 
Hagrid, who came to pick him up, potentially Sirius, because Hagrid ran into Sirius and got the motorbike, yep. and we don't know when that happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, Sirius is, like, the potential fourth. Yes. Uh, and then Dumbledore and McGonagall. And McGonagall. Yeah. So, I guess, of the four of them, one of them was sent to prison uh, and didn't really have a lot of <laughs> interactions with the rest of the wizarding world. Oh, I did my waiting. I did my waiting! <laughs> Twelve years of it! Uh, and I... It's kind of uncomfortable to say that we probably know how that information got out into the Wizarding World. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Dumbledore wasn't going to say anything. Dumbledore's pulling strings from behind the scenes and doing his, like, puppet master whatever. Yeah. McGonagall's not going to say anything because she is so upset that this small child is being left with these awful people. Yeah. Which means Hagrid let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Hagrid definitely got drunk in a pub and blabbed about it. Which isn't, I don't, I also don't think it's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. It just, it is an interesting point of, like, when you're reading the series, we take for granted, like Sam said, that, like, everyone knows Harry Potter has a scar. And, like, no, they don't. No one should have known he had a scar. Well, I think the operative word in what Kylie said is should. No one should have known that Harry had a scar. It probably should have been not necessarily a secret, but it's it's an important kind of piece of information in the... I think fight against Voldemort. Should they have kept that a secret, or should that have been a uh, a sign that Harry is the one who actually defeated Voldemort? You know, like I mean, is is the scar the the indicator of Harry's importance in the fight, or is it a, was it an important piece of like tactical information to keep hidden? So I think it depends on how many people knew the prophecy for it to matter, right? Mm-hmm. If only the Order knew the prophecy, whether or not Harry's walking around with a scar doesn't matter, right? If Everyone knew the prophecy and the prophecy was public knowledge, then it does matter because it means the prophecy, part of the prophecy came true. And I think the only part of the prophecy that would have been like, quote unquote, public knowledge was the half that Snape heard. You know, like that's I mean, public knowledge and that the Death Eaters knew, but like or right. Voldemort knew. But... Right. Voldemort. And I just I feel like that's that's the part that could have gotten out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Unless Voldemort was very interested in keeping the fact that there was someone out in the world who could have defeated him secret. I mean, yes. Yes. Voldemort didn't want anyone to know that he could be defeated, that there was a risk because his entire thing was that, like, right, like uh, they say in Half-Blood Prince, like, they never knew anybody to make more than one Horcrux. And Voldemort made seven. um, Well, six Six. intentional, one accidental. But, like, he ended up with seven Horcruxes. Horkery, whatever we're going with that. Um, <laughs> this is Pottercast. We call it Horkery. Horkery. Um, <laughs> but, like, right, he tried to get the Deathly Hallows. Yeah. He made a plethora of Horcruxes. He, like, did all of these things, tried to – he drank unicorn blood. Like, he did all of these things to stop death because he was so afraid of dying and so, like, in desperate need of immortality that, like, I think he would have kept it a secret for him, like, on his end because mm-hmm. he didn't want anyone to try to stop him. So then is our conclusion that the that the larger wizard, like, the larger magical world did not know about the prophecy? I think so. Okay. Which is, I would agree which, with Which that. is a thing because the Death Eaters, so the, the Death Eaters clearly didn't also know because that's an, the entire point of order is that Voldemort wants the order, the order of the Phoenix, the group is protecting the prophecy from the Death Eaters obtaining it. Or, or, or rather, they are protecting protecting the second half of the prophecy. I mean, yeah, yes, they're protecting yeah. the second half of the prophecy, but that still means that, like, if anyone, only Harry and Riddle could listen to the prophecy, mm-hmm. since you can only listen to a prophecy that is like only the people who. Yeah made the prophecy or 
the prophecy is about can listen to it, right? Like that right. was the whole thing. Is that like? Oh, well, I I was only uh, interested because like could Trelawney have come in and taken the orb as well? Or, sure, or... but that also requires Trelawney knowing she made a prediction. Oh yeah, no, I was just you know in in order of the phoenix, they only say it's the people about whom the prophecy was. Nate, that's true. Yeah, so I was just who that, knows that would have been a weird move if the Death Eaters. Like, put an imperious curse on Sybil Trelawney and made her come in and be like, the prophecy is mine. Yeah. Except she had no idea she made a prediction, yep. so here we are. Though, to be fair, Riddle doesn't know she made the prediction, hypothetically. Um, All we know what? is that Snape told Riddle that he overheard a prediction being made, right? That's true. We don't know that Riddle knows it was her. Because I imagine if he knew it was her, he would have been much more intent on... On, on yeah. Capturing her, bringing her to his side... Etc. Cetera, et cetera. Right. Though Snape definitely knew. Oh, Snape definitely knew. I'm saying that I I wonder if Snape protected her identity. I think so. In an attempt to save Lily, and yeah. like it was one of those snowballing effects. Yeah, that's. It'd be really interesting to hear from other professors about because she definitely yeah, told yeah. that story to, to a lot of people. Who? Oh, I mean, she being Trelawney definitely told the story about her job interview to anyone who would listen. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure they all think she's just full of shit. Oh, absolutely. Because most of the time, you know, she is. Um, but it'd be fascinating just to hear, I guess, like someone like McGonagall, who might know the larger context, hear her impression of what that job interview was like. And McGonagall right. might have knowing how important that moment was and Trelawney just being so oblivious. Yeah, I just, I don't think anyone else knew. You don't think McGonagall knew? No. Okay. I think Dumbledore, Snape told Dumbledore, Dumbledore told Lily and James, you really want to make a Snape kill Dumbledore joke? I've watched do. it. I really I've watched do. it flash over your eyes. Um, but Snape told Dumbledore. Dumbledore put Lily and James into protection, uh, presumably having told them something about yeah. that there was a prophecy that involved potentially their son. Uh, but, like, he was pretty adamant on it, on it being their son, though it could have also been Neville. So, like, did the Longbottoms clearly didn't have the same type of protection. So, like, it, Dumbledore at some point decided this was it based on Snape's reactions or what Snape told Riddle. I'm, so I guess part of this, part of – I totally agree. Were, were Frank and Alice tortured before? They were tortured after. After, okay. It was in the capture. Um, it was after the – after Riddle fell trying to kill baby little Harry Potter – um, it was, it, they were tortured in the aftermath of that, of trying to catch all of the Death Eaters who were still at large. Okay. Do we know that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think we talk, we talk about it because it's, in, it was in after. Goblet of Fire? Order maybe? After, when they're in the. When, when, uh, when Moody is showing the picture to yeah. Harry? Okay. Also, I'm pretty certain that the timeline of Bellatrix being captured is after Riddle fell. Yes, absolutely. So it doesn't, it, okay. regardless, they were. Yeah. Tortured after Riddle fell, which meant. Well, unless. They were tortured before, and they didn't capture her until after. Tortured to insanity. They were tortured to insanity, bringing her in. Bringing her, okay. Bringing the four in. So, um, but let's go back to this whole, uh, the original, <laughs> like, the first starting point, because we got way off, and the uh, McGonagall shouldn't have been there whenever Harry was brought to the Dursleys, right. which also means, back to, uh, this is full circle, Hagrid also slipped and told McGonagall. Which she says in the first, like she says in the first chapter, mm -hmm. she says, Hagrid told me uh, that this is where you'd be. And so, like, Hagrid was sent on this mission to go get baby Harry from the house and take him to this address. He ran into Sirius Black. Sirius gave him the motorbike. 
And then he brought Harry to Privet Drive and McGonagall had been sitting there for an entire day just watching. I'm For one, like, I have a lot of respect for Hagrid for reaching out to McGonagall at this point. So, and, and the reason I say that is because, for one, like, I think that Hagrid needed needed someone with whom he could confide that information in because he loved James and Lily and he wanted, you know, he loved Harry in, in some way, shape or form at that point and definitely wanted some support, like emotional support through that process because right. he, he needed to grieve and everyone needed to grieve. But also I feel like Hagrid on some level knew that Dumbledore needed support and knew that the only person who could really support Dumbledore in that moment, it was probably McGonagall. Right. I mean, yeah, I think that there's there's like 16 layers of what this could right, be. Right, absolutely. Um, but also, like, right, when you're considering, um, I don't know, when you're just considering that she spent, like, she took her entire day, like, first of all, who knows if, like, Hogwarts was having classes, if yeah. it was a weekend because J.K. Rowling uh, cannot do days or math. So, like, and there's also the missing day and, like, whatever else goes in there. Right. But, like, she spent an entire day sitting on... Well, it, no, it definitely was not a weekend because Vernon was... At work. At work, yeah. So I say that whether or not it was a weekend in that uh, canonically it was not a weekend, but actual calendar-wise, I think it might have been a weekend. Okay. Um, but whatever. Yeah. She spent an entire day in which she should have been teaching... Right, yeah, yeah. Sitting on a wall. Not, not only teaching, but she was head of Gryffindor House and probably still deputy, deputy headmistress. Mistress and, like, had other duties yeah. to be doing, but instead sat on a wall, watched the Dursleys all day, and, like, pretty much sat there to yell at Dumbledore for knowing, like, what he was going to do. Like, she figured out at some point yeah. that, like, he was going to leave baby Harry with these awful people and with Lily's sister, who, like, presumably at this point, she knows something of the, like... Of, like, the lore. The conflict of, yeah. between them. Yeah. And also, uh, like, at this point, Lily's parents uh, clearly are dead or mm-hmm. not around. And so, like, this is the only blood family Harry has because, presum- like, also we don't know where parents Potter are. And so, like, this is the only blood family Harry mm-hmm. has. And so it's, like, the right conclusion. But also... She spends her entire day sitting there just well, to yell yeah. at Dumbledore. It's it's the right conclusion if you know that Harry needs to be with blood relatives. It's not the right conclusion if you want Harry to be taken care of. It's also not the right conclusion knowing he has a godfather, right? And like everyone thought and, and at this yeah, point in like in the defense of everyone, whatever, is if no one else actually knew Sirius was no longer the secret mm-hmm. keeper for the Godric's Hollow House. Like, then it does make sense that everyone is, like, somebody told and it was Sirius. And so, like, it makes sense at that point that they wouldn't give him to Sirius. But why not give him to Remus? Why not give him to, like, I don't know, McGonagall herself? Give him to anybody else but Petunia Dursley. Because at that point, McGonagall, McGonagall wasn't married yet. She was not married She's- yet. Canonically, she was not but canonically based on Pottermore information, right. she doesn't get married until like 84, like 86, that. something like that. And then her husband dies in 89. Yeah, he, yeah. Like she's married for three years. So she's a lot younger than we think she is. This is Thanks, not the point. casting. Yeah, this is not the point at which we are going to talk about Crimes of Grindelwald either. Touche. Be- yeah. Touche, touche. <laughs> um. But – yeah, I mean, she takes a whole day to just yell at Dumbledore, and that's a lot of... I, I have a lot of respect. Like, right. oh, absolutely. please sit there, and th- who is presumably, like, the only wizard that Riddle is afraid of, and, like, sit there and tell him that he's wrong. Like, please, please yell at yeah. Dumbledore. 
Yeah. And I, I think, you know, there are other things that we can talk about um, in this interaction between Dumbledore and McGonagall. You know, there are things, you know, uh, you can have the conversation about how Dumbledore didn't recognize McGonagall. Um, but we'll get into some of those. But but at the end of the day, I, I think it's just I have so much respect for McGonagall for standing up for Harry in this moment. And, H-B-I-C. <laughs> and, you know, Dumbledore might have been wrong uh, for, for placing him in such an abusive household. But, again, all these are topics for another time. And just shout out to McGonagall for being the best. Yeah. McGonagall is the best. Yeah. Um, but just yeah, this is just some food for thought yeah. as you were uh, – pondering Harry Potter and the uh, Sorcerer's Stone, that uh, not everything is as it seems. Yay! And scene. How was your team uh, enjoying making this mischief segment, by the way? Did they uh, get excited for it, or do they feel like it's like, uh, oh, we have to do the thing? I don't know. You're going to have to ask them. They seem to like it. They seem to really get into it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a put upon. Uh, you know what I want to, f- Frankie and John, yes. and John, you can, you'll get this concept really quickly, so don't worry that you haven't read the books. All right, all right. What would Harry's demon be? Oh, golly. So a demon is your soul outside your body, and it's an animal that represents you. Like, a Patronus is your animal that's a protector. This would be, like, the animal that represents you. Yeah, I'm going to jump out and, and just say dog. No, dogs, uh, most servants have dogs, so Harry would... Harry would not have a Wait, dog. Wait, servants have dogs? Yeah. Why? Uh, because they're docile and obedient. Most no, of the time. no, no, not always. Like, but then there's not al- always. There's like, yeah. w- like no, but like there are other forms, like soldiers. Sure. Soldiers are wolves. Yes. Like, like there's a and like there's higher wolves. ranking servants have red setters. Like there's a whole. Yeah, thing. it's it's this whole thing. Like not and then not all of them too. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, professors who have dogs because they're totally. servants of knowledge. So like it's just a matter. It's a it's it's not as limited as that. But yes, that is yeah. very very true. It's like the, like, the, like I don't the pick it like, just. I don't think I don't pick it randomly because like I feel like who Harry's soul is is he is somebody who can go for long periods of being you know ignored and uh, on his own and all of these things and yet like you show him some affection and attention and he's he's still going to be you know sweet to you and and caring and you know exhibiting traits that you wouldn't expect of somebody who's been so treated so terribly. And dogs, I feel like, uh, you know, can be super, you know, loving and excited to see you, even if you've, like, left it for a while and, like... I feel uh, like Harry wasn't ever really sort of excited to see the Dursleys and nobody else that, like, well, not the Dursleys, but like, how is it that Harry was able to be such a good friend, and even for at least we don't have canon to say otherwise, a pretty good partner, um, but having grown up like without taught at all how to care about people? I don't know. That's a big mystery. That could have just been in him, but I don't think that makes him a dog. No, I think I, I, I see think what you're more, saying. I though. think uh, I would think this. Like, I think Hufflepuffs are more common to have. A dog demon because of mm-hmm. their their, mm. their com- like the compassion laced with you hum- with cats. loyalty. Yeah, 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 for sure. Cats too, but cats I think are equally Slytherin and Ravenclaw, and just cats I think are just all over the place. But I love cats, so I of course can give them more credit. 
I don't think he would have a very curious demon because Harry is. <laughs> no, he's so incurious. For all yeah. his bravery, he's not so curious. So I don't think Ugh. it would be something like an owl, and I don't think it would be something like a cat, and I don't think it would be something mm -mm. like, um, like a like a pine marten or something like that. I think, or like a meerkat. I think. What would Harry's be? I know this might sound kind of cheesy and dumb, but it might be a stag. It might be. No, it wouldn't be a stag, though. It would be a doe. It would be something something noble and sometimes a little reckless. Yeah, that's what I think. Like a, like a, so ugh. what's something noble like a and a little reckless? Mm. And, and brave when you need to be. A horse? Possibly. But I want something smaller. You know, I watched this video recently uh, of a donkey that um, it was one of those like it got to see like the human that raised it after all of these oh, years, and and oh, it was so excited and it was so happy and like so I was reading happy. about donkeys and apparently donkeys they're like it's it's good to have donkeys on your farm because unlike a horse that gets like spooked and will just like peace out on you like the donkey will stand its ground and actually you know protect like the other animals and the other donkeys and like really? acts acts more like a dog than a horse in a way That's like so people cute. say it's like a cross between a dog and a horse he is very stubborn mm-hmm what about a goat <laughs> He could, he could, he no. could be a goat. I like donkey. I am really looking up. It's not um, clicking though. Reckless, noble animals. <laughs> yeah. They're what about an horses eagle? Horses are a little reckless. Horse seems to click, but it, I, I, I want it to be. It has to be like a young little live thing. The other, the other options um, are is protective. Harry is very protective. Mm-hmm. My gut says horse, but I don't. Want, but my brain doesn't. It's not clicking with me mentally, but it's clicking with, with me horse. Emotionally. I know, no, me neither. Um, donkey is donkey is known as noble. There's that. Yeah. Also, an elephant is also very noble. Oh yeah, an elephant. Sure. Uh, there's also bears that are very brave, Ooh, but he's that's bear, a little bit like. Cute. It's a little bit uh, sedentary for Harry. Mm. That's right. Imagine him having to be a seeker with a horse Patronus. <laughs> <laughs> could be That'd a tiger. Be yeah, I was wondering if he could be some kind of big cat like that. That's like courageous and, and mighty. Mm. And, Ooh, and a noble. A jaguar. Ooh, that's fast. That goes to his seeker nature. What about a fox? He could be a fox. Like, does anybody have a fox in the, that, that book you're talking about? A lot of scholars, they get foxes. I have a fox demon. That's my demon. Uh, not hey. demon. Not demon. Oh. Uh, Patronus. Okay. Oh, your Patronus is a fox. My, or is, this, is this the website Patronus or your Patronus? You know the yourself? website. Uh, my Patronus, I believe, is more of a lion. But My Patronus, the website gave me, was a horse. Cool. I did not want That's it. That's pretty cool. I wanted one thing with wings. <laughs> what about, like, a little pig? Oh, pigs are just like a happy little pig. They're so cute. I mean, that'd be nice for him to have something like that, but I don't think that's his demon. No. How about a rabbit? I am in between fox and jaguar, or cheetah or tiger. One of those. If we're going big cat, I will. For some reason, I don't know why, I want to say jaguar, because maybe it's the green eyes. Oh, okay. 
but I honestly it's only the aesthetic is what it's telling me and just my gut for some reason but I don't know why because I would not have thought that until you said tiger and I was like ooh but then I was like why not tiger and then I was like jaguar and then I was like not snow leopard because that's too subtle and then I was like but a jaguar is like a normal le or just a leopard something about those spots but jaguar seems kind of exotic yeah I mean they're beautiful they're regal they're powerful they are then what would Hermione be then if he's a jaguar Mm. Hermione's got to be a cat of some sort, or very clever. Yeah. What's a very very clever animal? I think Hermione's might be an elephant. That Ooh. would be awkward walking around with an elephant demon because they're substantial. They have heft. Yeah. Do they have to be like their normal size, or can they be like I got like a micro elephant? So there's a guy that has a snow leopard, and it's the size of a regular snow leopard. But there's also a guy that has a cat that is like three times the size of a normal cat. But there are huge cats. There's mancoons. So is it more common for it to be bigger or smaller? It's usually the same size as the animal. Yeah. Oh. Okay. There's one. There's a. There's a, a sailor that refers to a friend who got turned into a, as a dolphin, and they had to live mm. life at sea. Oh, for real? Like the dolphin can't just like yeah, can't fly around? But he, he was fine with that because like he honestly was oh. home at sea, so that's why it was perfect. He's like, now I can't go. At, I can't go to land. It's like it's lovely. Yeah, because you can't be very far from your demon. How limiting, though. It's annoying. It is very limiting, especially if it's a big animal that you can't pick up. That's why I don't oh, think elephant man. for her. I want something a little different, but I don't know You why. can't, like, trade in your demon? No. No, you cannot. <laughs> you definitely cannot. But by can the your time demon you die? an adult, your demon, yeah, yes, it can, can die. die, and then you die. But also. you die if it dies. What? It's your soul. I mean, it's your soul. John, it's literally your soul on the outside of your body. Like, in this universe, you can talk to your soul. In other universes, you grow up knowing your death. They live in the, your yeah. house with you. Like, your actual can death. you ever be separated from it? Like, uh, like uh, it's a complicated the, question. That Well, I mean, no, it'll kill you. Yes, technically it will kill you. So it'll, it'll like, watch you have sex, basically, like, it in the room? It has sex with the other animal. With the other demon. No, it doesn't. Yes, it it's does. you. It's you. What if the other animal, like, isn't into that animal? Then you're they not would into be them. because it's you. If but, like, how's a dolphin going to have sex with an elephant? Well, that is a <laughs> lonely life that guy has. It's going to be I mean, fun. does that mean that you could never be interested in somebody who has an incompatible animal? Because, like, what a pain in the ass. Like, think of the dating app you would have for, like, you and your animal. Like, <laughs> your animal has to swipe <laughs> on every other animal. Like, it's hard enough for guys to get matched. Like... You're gonna wait for their animal uh, to get matched. It would be like a moth. Forget like, about no, it. No, I don't want a on moth. On the plus demon. side, no. every dude on Tinder who has a picture with a tiger, it would just be them and their demon. Yeah, but like everybody's gonna have like you know cute looking demons though, so it's gonna. No, some people have like ugly crows. Oh, oh man, you just kill yourself at that point. No. Jesus. On the other hand, it's easy to spot a Slytherin. Oh, yeah, because the soul is going to be like just every bad person's a snake. No, or I what? mean, there's a lot of snake. Well, not a Slytherin, but a snake. Somebody who's uh, got a snake demon, you kind of want to watch out for them. Yeah. No, they're probably political. smart and resourceful as well. But, but no, there's some good snake demons, but but typically it's like, well, these people are very cunning. Because like, there's an owl demon in the books who's mean. He attacks them. I'm like, no. I'm an owl demon. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a completely fascinating concept, and it comes from it's a this is a Plato thing, and it's also uh, Philip Pullman was inspired by all these old paintings of women holding like ermines and other various oh, okay. animals. Oh, I didn't know that it was a Plato yeah. thing. Where, where's the yeah. Plato thing come from? It's just the Plato 
I think I forget which Plato writing, but the idea of a demon being your soul oh, is yeah. a Plato mm. thing. Wait, but so you're really not screwing with me? Like you're telling me the animals really hook up at the same time as they the really people do. do, and they often do. you'll this know is written they, into the book. It's like, written into the books when they start. Oh often, gosh. like the first thing that happens is the demons start stroking each other. Yeah. Oh well, I mean that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. So the, to answer you your question about Plato, I looked it up. Uh, a demon was assigned to every man, is what Plato claimed at the time of his birth, so that he would always have a noble spirit to guide and guard him through life. Mm. And Plato specifically said these were external beings. They were attached to men, but they didn't belong to men. Oh, they didn't belong. Interesting. But can the animal exert like influence over the person, Absolutely. like like their conscience or whatever, to be like, yeah. oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't steal that. There's well, yeah, a lot know. of push they, and pull there. They can communicate, but they can't uh, limit physical behavior. What they can, do, the most they can do is like, like there's like a tether that's like, let's pretend 11 feet. I don't know the number. Mm. But the, the the demon can swiftly go to the 11 foot mark and pull on it, so the kid yeah. won't go that way. As well, a matter of fact, most physical thing they can do. Yeah, there's. There's a scene where the demon pulls and he, oh. she knows he's about to pull. He because, writes it I know, so well. Because he becomes a badger. He becomes a Hufflepuff. Yeah. And when you're oh. when you're young, before you settle, your demon changes all sorts of shapes before it knows what it oh, is. Oh, neat. And so when you're a kid, oh. you have a demon that can be anything. And so uh, the main character's demon changes into a badger, and that's when she knows he's about to like dig in and push forward. And it's really oh. fascinating. You got to read these books, can, and then you got to come on our podcast. Can the demon? Can the demon change after like an adulthood? Like no. you know, in Once like an extreme settle. circumstance, like Tonks or whatever. No. That's nope. not. It's not a Patronus. Once they settle, they settle. That's it. Cannot change. Be, that, it would be like saying like John does an adult ever go back to being a child? Right. Oh, it would be like well, saying we're sorry. puberty. No, no. Like I in the suppose. universe, it's going through puberty. Like it's literally okay. like it, that. It'd be that foreign of a concept of like to change your demon. Like no. So has it ever been like a person that was like you know all in all a pretty good person, but their demon is like a bit of like an evil jerk no, and like your demon will influence them to be whatever worse demon, than they would have been. Whatever your demon is like, that is you. So if your demon is influencing you to do X Y Z thing, you have response like it's you. But if it's you, then how do you ever like have a moment where you don't agree with your demon about yes, what you are, should do about there something? There are plenty of moments. Don't you fight with yourself internally sometimes? I suppose, but like, I'm not like, I wouldn't have two simultaneous like interests in doing two completely. But that's because you don't have to f actually verbalize those those thoughts mm. in this world. You have to verbalize those thoughts with your demon, or you can think them. You can hear each other in your thoughts. And uh, is the demon going to like represent like a consistent like moral like direction, or like no. could it be like the the other one that that you're not thinking of at the moment, like? Like in the beginning, Pan, to, Pan does like encourages her not to lie, but then later, like uh, who's the the Texan again? Lee Scores, not Lee Scoresby. Yeah, Lee Scoresby. Lee Scoresby. He's being played by Lin Manuel Miranda. It's gonna be so exciting. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then what's his rabbit's name again? Hester. Hester. Hester oh, reminds him continually. She's like survival before morality. Remember Lee? Wait a minute. Is this a show that's gonna be on HBO soon that yes. we're talking yeah. about? Yes. But like, oh, that a, trailer looked really cool. Yes. Yeah, but like, there's like the point of this is like there's a demon who's her demon is saying, remember, we have to save ourselves before we can like survive before morality. So like there is like it's not mm. just objective morality. Like it's just your demon's going to speak to your character. But that's what Hester is like, and some other people are not like that. Exactly. That's, that's what, what I meant. Like. 
some yeah. people would think that would be wrong. Do you know what pantalimon means, Frack? Uh, I forgot what. It means all forgiving. Hmm. And Stel Maria, which is Lord Azriel's demon, it means uh I think it means Star of the Sea. That's cool. Uh I these what names my demon's mean... name would be. Oh, so that's like... an interesting idea. So everybody in this world has one of these things? Everybody. So this Ooh, world Melissa! Sorry. What? <laughs> I had what? such a good idea on um, well, how pregnancy would work in that universe. Like Tell they would me. be like in that universe <laughs> because the demons would also be having sex. Like the the father would, the father's demon would give birth to the child's demon. Oh my goodness. And so, and so you would ha at some point, like the, the parent, like the, the, the parents would yeah, physically but what about have to a be next to each absent? other. Yeah, but what about if somebody's absent and the child can't be born? No, I mean, at some point, during the pregnancy, the bond would start forming, and then they would—they couldn't be far from each other anymore. It would just be yeah, like but, a thing in the culture. Uh, you know what I mean? Like so, like it didn't. So there's no question of paternity well, in that universe because, like, father is like, duh. Uh, of course, that like the demons are linked because of the that souls. can't be. That can't be because of Lyra. I know. I just think it's fun if we. I like be it. That I way. love the no, idea. No, it it's could a great be great idea. We don't know because she got separated uh, after she was born. No, but like. Asriel did not know. Oh, that's exist, right. You know. See, where's the demon come from then? Does it form the, like it dies? You know that Philip Pullman said he does not know. <sighs> what? Which is like a cop out. Come on, tell us. Get out of here. <laughs> I'll, I'll give this to Joe. She has never once says I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes, like maybe she, get that though. She it has okay. always represented this. Every question asked as just something she either hasn't thought about for a while, or like that there's like some book that only she has that she can consult and figure it out. Yeah, but it's she called never. Her brain, John. I know, but I'm just saying. You know, she could just as easily just get sick of this shit and be like, I have no idea where so and so went to college well, before they I went. You know, I think sometimes she probably does. Maybe like. That's the little internal voice that would otherwise be represented by demon if she had one to like bitch about Harry Potter fans asking stupid questions. <laughs> what, would, what would Joe talking demon with her be? Demon? An I would owl love that. Or a uh, raven, or um, maybe something a little bit more exotic and imaginative. Yeah. I think it would be. I don't know. She might have a snow leopard. She might. She might have something regal. Speaking of Joe as a demon, uh, have you guys seen that picture that uh, went online? I, I I don't know if if it's all that recent, but she's in this incredible like costume makeup. It's a picture with uh, Emma and Ivana at some party recently, and it's like her normal face except for like like a corner of it, like part of her forehead and like her eye and it looks like there's like this gray scary demon monster from c coming from underneath her skin and she's got like a horn and it's just like the coolest looking bit of makeup you've ever seen. Uh, I terrifying. do. I think I think this is yeah it was for like her birthday party. Yeah Emma Watson's Instagram has it. It's really. Have you seen it Frankie? No I'll have to look at it right now because that sounds terrifying. Yeah, it, it was super cool. Oh, Emma played Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, ew, spooky. Ew, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, I don't like know, when there's like had... red flesh. Like, I don't like an open wound. 
Oh, Emma is Wonder Woman. Lovely. Like, I had the Goal Potter cast on it when I saw it, thinking, like, is she kind of, like, is this, like, a low-key troll where she is sort of, like, you know, all of, like, I guess it's an old picture, but, like. No, it's from this year. Is it this year? I think it was for her 54th birthday, and she was born in 65. So, yeah. Because it seems like she's been, like, having, like, to respond to all this criticism lately, like, as if, like, she's, like, this, you know, awful person underneath somehow, which is so absurd. But it's, like, oh, this is sort of, I like, a costume to being, like, oh, I'm actually, like, this scary demon, except for, like, this human costume I'm wearing. Interesting. Yeah, I could see her doing that. I could see her. That's very Madam X. Anywho's, you're saying that, like, I would enjoy this HBO show more if I'd read the books? I don't know about that, but you know what we're talking about right now. That's true. I don't know. What do you think, Melissa? Should I use this opportunity to, like, not know what's going to happen and just watch the show? Um, It might be fun, and then see how you like it. It might be fun, but then go read them so that you can come be on our show. (laughs) That's true. I think it's time to do a little Patreon thing, and we will see everybody else on the regular feed. Who are we going to sort this time? The Spellmans. The Spellmans. Oh, bye. Until next time, everybody, keep twiddling those dials. Next password. I don't know it. Will be... Oh, the next po- the next password will be demon. Demon. Ooh. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good One, night. Two, three. Good night. Good night. Clark, say good night. Clark, say. Clark. Missed it. you free. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>